0: In some, in some sense, we, uh, we have answered that question in a number of different ways, historically, culturally. Um, and what, so what we're trying to get at is, is there a way to approach that topic in a way that's, that's at least meaningful, but also provides us a little bit of some tools uh, for, best, for, for how best for us that we can do it in our own context right here living here in oxford mississippi in 2023 uh, what's uh, what what are some tools that we can actually employ to help us answer that question all right and so i and so the way that we are kind of laying this out is that there are sort of three aspects that we want to sort of three uh three tools that we want to build uh for ourselves okay um drawn from scripture um and um and also just from wisdom that has been gone by other people who have try to tackle this question, all right? And so we said that the first question that we, that we need to ask, answer, is a question of identity, that we need to distinguish between our identity as church members and as kingdom citizens. Um, and, and, and part of that has to do with the fact that when we come to Christ, right, when we become part of a church, uh, you know, when, you know, for example, like today, if you were in the first service, you know that we took membership, that, that we had some people come forward uh, who have just joined our church, right? And you know that part of our membership vows is that one of the vows that you, that, that you take is to support the worship and work of the church. Well, those vows relate to your church membership, it doesn't say a lot about your kingdom identity. And, and 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 so the, the vows that you're taking is somehow relates to this community is, is what is what you're doing. But we said then we've been trying to make this case, but that our identity is not that's the that's not the end of our Christianness. Is not that I just become part of a church? Uh, the 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 role of the of the Christian has to do with being part and and being part of something we call the kingdom of God, and so. Being able to distinguish that in some ways is really, really important, all right? And so that's what we've spent the last three weeks trying to sort of lay out, okay? The second thing that, we, that, 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 that we're going to start, and we're going to start that today, is this idea of discerning worldviews, all right? And, and it's this idea that the fact is that there are, that when we look out into the world, right? So think about it this way, right? The question identity is we've been looking in a mirror. Right, We've been asking questions about ourselves. Who am I? Who are we as church members, as kingdom citizens? But now we want to sort of look out into the world through this window, uh, through this lens that we call a worldview to see what's, what's going on out there. How, how do we understand the world with its complexity and its diversity? Um, is there a meaningful way, a set of tools that we can help us make sense of that? And that's what we're going to be spending the next few weeks doing: is looking at this idea of this concept of this thing called a worldview. And then the third, and the third, the, the sort of the third aspect of that, and we'll be doing that towards the end of our of our quarter, is looking at this title, this topic of culture, um, a word that's so common in our 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 vocabulary. We use that a lot. We talk about the culture of Oxford. Uh, we talk about the fact that we use it in a very sort of um, in a negative way, when we talk about the influence of the culture on our youth and our children. Or, you know, we use that language because we view that term um, negatively. Uh, Christ Press has a culture, right? And, um, but the, the difficulty of that, it's really hard to observe it when you, when you are in it, um, right? That, that's why you always need help from somebody from the outside, right? Someone, someone else comes... Um, and then tells you about it, alright, and, 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 and so, um, right, and I'll, I mean, and you know, I, I came as an international student to this country many, many years ago, right, right, the South was weird. It really was, um, I, 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 you know, and there was a lot. There was, a, there was a learning curve, a very steep curve, but, right? But, but it's, but, but I, and I'll tell you about it later. But what I'm saying is, in, in some ways, it, it's harder for people to sort of appreciate, sort of the uniqueness, right? The idiosyncrasies, whatever. Um, if you're in it, right? Because you're swimming in it, right? Right. If you want to know about water, don't ask the fish. Right. So in the same way, it's hard about it's hard, it, we, we need we need help in order to help uh, to, to, in order to distinguish that. Right. So so our so we are sort of working through these sort of these three aspects. And let me just sort of summarize for those of you who missed. missed the, the next slide is what are the takeaways so far? OK, so far in this on this whole church kingdom distinction, uh, the first thing is to, that, 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 that we need to know is that the, that the church is not the same as kingdom. The church is what we would say is the impetus, it's the beachhead, right? It's the base camp, it's the energy source for the kingdom, right? And if you remember, we had the diagram where, 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 the, where the church is clearly distinguished, and yet it's, it's a porous line, right? In some ways, the people who are part of the church enter, right? We come here we worship the god who has so has saved us right we celebrate together we remind ourselves and one another about our identity right we 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 are refreshed by the by the word of god well through the sacraments through the word of through the preaching of god's word through our to community that's base camp that's that's being part of the, the, the impetus, right? We need, we, we, it's, the, it's part of being part of the energy source. We, we come together and we realize and we remind ourselves of who we are, that we are part of God's kingdom, right? But that's not the end of our Christianness, right? We go out into the world as those kingdom representatives, as those kingdom citizens. And we said, so one way to think about it is that the church is the people. The kingdom of God is God's reign, God's rule. And those of us who belong to that kingdom take that into the places where God, into into our spheres of influence is the place that God has sent us. All right? That's the second point, right? All of us are involved in kingdom work, right? We are all sent. And that's what I said from the very beginning. All of us need to be asking the question, why have I been sent to Oxford, Mississippi? Right? All of us need to be asking that question. We are not just here because well, we are, but we are to think of us ourselves as one who has been sent. All right? And so if you, if, and, and if we think about that, that, that kind of frames it within the context of saying that I, I am not here for myself. In some ways. I am representing somebody, right? Someone has sent me, okay? And so, and and once we have that framework, we are thinking in kingdom terms. At least that's the beginning, that's the start of it. All right? And and what we spend time outlining is to say is there are often different ways that people think about it um, in terms of their kingdom engagement. What does it look like to engage the world? Right and one and typically we kind of, and we kind of boil it under sort of three categories. One is sort of a withdrawal mentality, right? We 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 for for us to when we think about what does it look like, we we tend to think of ourselves as stepping back. We want to withdraw. So when we think about our Christianity outside these walls, we think of it either very pietistic sense, sort of in a very individual personal personal sort of. I'll take care of my family, reading my Bible, prayer, sort of almost a private way of thinking about it, okay? And that's, and that's sort of a way of withdrawing. But then there's also this idea of withdrawing from the culture because we kind of view it very negatively. And so it almost takes on an adversarial uh, way of approaching the world. The world is bad. It's an enemy, right? And so, and we say, we, don't, we say that really doesn't represent a biblical view of what does it look like to be part of God's kingdom. Right? When Jesus, at the end, the Great Commission, right? we, can, we can say that is a kingdom commission, he doesn't say, stay. He says, go. Right? There, is, there is an outward moving in terms of how the church is to think of itself. Right? That, that is to be kingdom-minded. All right. On the other hand, we're also not, not not told to not told. To, we're also told not to accommodate, not to concede to the world, if you will. All right. And people concede to the world because we, in terms of saying that, well, really, church doesn't really matter, or what we do need is we just try to solve the world's problems, and people either solve the problems very much in terms of social causes, or we. Or we say things like, unless we win back the culture, um, we, uh, Christianity will never advance. Right? That, that's not the way of Jesus either. right? Because we know that when Jesus came, he did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life. He told us to love our enemies. We, we, we are told these things that are often very upside down. To, the, to, to how people always think about something advancing. And so the third one is what we kind of landed on as we say that mirrors best the way that we are that we to think about our engagement with the world. And this is what we call gospel engagement, renewal, those are the things. It is a more of a redemptive way of thinking. It's all the R-E words, if you will right it is the restoration redemption renewal recovery all of those things are what we say characterizes best kingdom engagement being part of this thing and we call it it's a transformational view all right and so that's where we are we are we are we want to go in terms of to 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 think about this all right all right so that's what we've been doing that's what we've been talking about so far so it's been the next slide so, what we want to, what we are getting to here, is we are now getting into this aspect of what we are going to be calling worldview. All right, now, I don't know if you have heard of that concept before, um, but, but the best way to think about this is, to think about is the fact is that there are many, many stories that we either tell ourselves or have been told that explain the world. Why is the world the way it is? All right, and and it, and we would be naive to think that everybody has that a, a similar way of thinking about it. All right. Now, some of those, some of these are often cultural differences because of because of uh, because people come from different parts of the world, and that's often maybe easier to spot, maybe, but. But, but you should also know that there is a lot of, for example, the, the East in the West, right? There's a lot of Eastern influences floating around in the West, right? I, 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 I said, right, you have a Zen Buddhist meditation center in Batesville, all place, of all places, right? Um, I am not kidding. There really is, right? Um, right? You have, yeah, right? So you're, you're like, oh, how, how did that end up there, right? You, you want to know, Right? Well, in other words, there's a lot of the East in the West, and there's a lot of the West in the East, right? So, so, in, so to, to kind of just be very, to, to say that, well, everybody here is one way and all of that is another way is, um, is, is too simplistic, all right? It's too simplistic, and, and that's why I think a, a study um, through worldview is, is helpful, all right, in order, in order to help us do this well. All right? And, I, and I, I think I have on there like three, three reasons why, um, why, before we look at this definition, there are three reasons why I think it's helpful for us um, to, start thinking about, to start thinking about this in, in, in these terms. All right? The first thing is I think that often we are very, we often, we, I, 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 I find when I talk to students that they're very paralyzed by the complexity that's in the world. Right? In other words, there's so much going on, you're trying to find a way of trying to make sense of it, and it just seems overwhelming. All right? And so the easiest thing for you to do is not to care. <laughs> right. And, and I, think, I, I think hopefully through our, through our study in, in, in our time that we have together, that will ca- help unravel that just a little bit. All right? The second thing is that, that we are often v- very ignorant of the diversity that, 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 that's out there. Okay, um, or um, and and it's and and it's good for us, right? And 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 being in Oxford, right? Being a university town, um, we right in, in our little small community, and, and you know this, especially for those who have been in in, in the, uh, who worked in university, uh, but also beyond that, right? I think um, you know when I was a student here, it was very much within the context of the university, but not anymore. Right, it's for, for such for being such a small place. Oxford is incredibly diverse, right? And so, right, if you if you see if you if you see a a, a woman walking down the street covered with a burqa, right? I mean, and that's not uncommon in Oxford, right? Um, right, it, it, it's not it's not that's, that that's, that you you don't you you might you might notice it, but it's you know if you saw that like in I don't know. Some other small town in Mississippi, you might be a little bit, but, but not anymore, right? Here, It's not that anymore, right? The fact that we have all these yoga studios here, we don't, blink, we don't blink an eye anymore, right? In some ways, all of those things tell us that we, that we live in an incredibly diverse place. And so is there a Christian way, is there a way for us to sort of approach those things and ask the question, what, what's going on here? Right? What What is the story? Um, what What are the stories that help explain all of these things? Um, and I think and and I think and, 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 and hopefully our, our time together will will kind of help open that up a little bit because I think there is a way for us to be able to understand that just a little bit better um, and and help make sense of it. All right. And the third one. And the third one I think is really important is. Is the fact that we we are a mixed bag of worldviews, all right? For us to say that we are Christians does not automatically mean that we have a Christian worldview, right? Um, there's a lot of um, the, the, a lot of times we find ourselves that we are incredibly secular in a lot of the things that in the, in the things that we in the views that we hold, right? And we don't even know it. Um, sometimes we do. Um, but sometimes we don't. And so it's, it's, incre- it's, for us, it's important for us to not, to also not just to look at it out, what's out there, but to sort of also look and say, how do I understand what's going on in me? Right? Um, or, um or, even, or even being able to pick up on certain things um, in, in, the, in the things I own, in the practices I engage in, and to be more, more, more thoughtful about it, all right? And I can give you example after example of of these things, just very common things. All right, one of the ones that, one of my favorite ones is the fact that you have mindfulness apps on your phone now. Right? Did you have that 10 years ago? No. Right? Now it shows up under, in your phone, under health. Right? That's part of what we consider health. Um, where did that come from, right? And, and, and it's good for us to even ask that question, right? Because when you have this idea of mindfulness that doesn't have an object, mindful of what? Right? Um, that says something. Right? It, 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 right? When, when, when the object is taken out of that, then it becomes much more a self-reflective exercise. Right? It's, the, it's sort of a 21st century version of um, navel gazing. Right? Back, you know, if you know what all that was, all that business was. Right? So, in other words, there are things like this that are all around in the, in the things that, in, that are often seem very innocent, that doesn't seem anything. But, but what, I, what I don't want, right, what I don't want is for us to sort of become, right, it, remember, and this is why the identity question, right? In other words, you sometimes you can get back into the whole church kingdom distinction and end up saying, everything is tainted, I'm just gonna withdraw. Right? Um, and that's not good either. <laughs> right? In other words, what we want to become is we want to we want to become more discerning. Right? We want to become more discerning. And and and, and culturally, among Christians, that was happened. Right? You have the right the people who have sworn off certain things. Sworn-off technology, right? Um, right? And because imagining that by doing that, somehow they are more kingdom-minded. Um, maybe, maybe not, okay? Um, and, then, and then on the other hand, we have people who say, well, uh, it's, it, 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 there, there's, there's such a thing as neutral, right? All of these things are neutral. Um, maybe, maybe not. And so we need a way of being able to be, be be able to gauge this in a in a in a in, in a healthy way, and 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 hopefully in our time together we'll kind of develop some of those things. All right, as we go. But the but in our, and, and we, in, our, in our time together, just as an introduction, and we'll start looking at specific worldviews next week. But a, a good way of talking about a, a worldview is that it's a pattern of ideas, beliefs, convictions, and habits. Is a book definition. Um, all right, that help us make sense of the world, God world, and our relationship to God in the world. The, the main thing I want you to get from that is you can see that there are these four ideas. Ideas, beliefs, convictions, and habits. You need to know that for most of us, we, we don't develop habits um, from our ideas. We develop ideas from our habits. Okay? Um, you, don't, you don't show your three-year-old pictures of what healthy teeth are, teeth are, so that they will learn how to brush your teeth. right? You make them brush your teeth, and they learn to say, "Well, brushing your teeth is a good idea." right? Um, in, in other words, we, we, and most of us are like that, right? We embrace certain um, thing, way, ways of living, certain practices, uh, certain habits that sort of get, get shaped in us, and then the, the longer it gets baked into us, they become ideas that we embrace. okay so uh, very few of us work from up here, out here, right? Most of us work with our hands and feet and then it goes in here, okay? So, um, and, and that's good for us to know, right? That we are, that the activities that we engage in shape us, all right? They shape us. So, and, so, and, and that's why often worldviews are not just simply a philosophy. It's not just simply an aphorism or a, a way of living. Okay, it's not that. All right, it goes much deeper than that, all right? And so, in, in, in order for us to do that, we, we need help, all right? In order, for us to, in order to help us figure that out, we need help. All right, um, I'm, 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 I'm skipping the, uh, what is this, are these, is it, are these the diagrams or just the? Okay, let me, let me do this and I'm gonna skip the next slide because we're out of time here, all right. So, the, the, way, the best way for me to sort of begin by summarizing all of these is to say that there are three broad categories of worldviews in the world, all right? You can boil everything down, into these three sort of groups, all right? Okay, so on the left, you'll see is atheism, all right? It is the category that is often, it's often characterized with the West, if you will, all right? It is the world, it is the material world, it is the world and that this universe is all there is, and any significance, any meaning, needs to be derived from inside that box, all right? Because there's nothing outside the box. No life, no revelation, nothing. Okay? So if you and 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 people in the West might acknowledge God sort of as an idea or a philosophy, but live like atheists. Alright? Functional atheists, if you will. Alright? So in, in other words, God has really not a lot to say to me about my life. I just live every day like and and you know and and, and, and he's out there, but there's really not much a lot of um, interplay between what is outside and the life I live, all right? So that would be the one on the, on the left. Let me let, Before I get to the one in the middle, the one on the right is what is often characterized with the East, all right? It's the world that I grew up in and often, often characterized with religions like Hinduism and Buddhism. In this world, the material world is almost non-existent, right? There is no spoon, you know, all that thing. Right, it, it's, it's this idea that the material world is is, is, is so not important um, that uh, that 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 the the goal is actually to transcend, right? To be enlightened, to escape. Okay, um, it's it's this it's the world of karma, right? Karmic debt, right? If you do something good, good will come back to you. If you do something bad, bad will come back to you. It's all that. All right? Um, And it's one of the, and and, and we'll look at this here in a couple of weeks, but it's one of the interesting features how in the last hundred years this has sort of captured the West um, in a lot of ways. All right? Um, We've become really fascinated with the East. All right? If you need, if if you want to know anything about that, go watch Doctor Strange. Right? That whole movie, both those movies are chock full of this whole thing, All right? So any of that, right? All of these are, um, would, be, would be what we would call we from the East. Where we would sort of find ourselves, in terms of the Christian worldview, is sort of in the middle. All right? And you can say that we would share our, our worldview, the Christian worldview with, the, with, uh, with those who practice Islam and also Judaism, because their conception of God, of course, is very different. But they do, but, but all three of those religions um, believe in revelation, in divine revelation. And that the God, who lives outside of that box, has something to say to those inside. Right? So, if you're a Muslim, you believe that, that Muhammad received revelation from Allah, right? The Quran. For us, we believe in the Bible. Right? The Bible, is we say, is not just a book that we made up, but it is the very word of God. Right? And, whether, and if it's the Jews, they believe in the Torah. What, whatever it may be, we would say that we will all fall into the category of theists. Now, that's, that's as much as we can say in the broad categories. What, of course, when, when it comes to Christianity, we, we, we speak about it in much more, much more specific terms. All right. All right. So I think that's a good sort of summary for that. Let me, let me, let, I'm skipping the next slide and we'll come back to this. These are some of the stories that are told. Um, but let me end with this as an introduction as we, as we t- look at the Christian worldview next week, all right? But one of the best ways I think um, that, helps us, uh, that helps us describe this idea of the Christian worldview is to think about the gospel, right? When we talk about the gospel, the good news of Jesus, being told in four chapters. All right, we talk, we, think, we talk about a story, so if you think about a story and you think about a book, think about it in four chapters, okay? When you think about the gospel, you are, one of the questions that we would ask, sort of in, in the form of evangelism, for example, if someone asked a question, what must I do to be saved? When you give them the gospel, you are telling them, you are giving them something that is considered good news. Right, you're reminding them of sin, you're telling them about the goodness of Jesus. And then what, is it, what does it mean for them to be saved is to put their trust, to put their faith in him. That's one way of thinking about and talking about the gospel. But what if you were to ask, if someone came and asked you, what hope is there for the world? Right? Right? If, and, and if people are frustrated by what's, and people are, right? And, and, someone, and you had the opportunity to speak to that. What would you say? Right? You can speak about it on a personal level, but is there a big story level way of talking about that? All right? And I would say yes, absolutely. All right? And I think if we are able to articulate it in this gospel in four chapters, if you will, it helps us describe that helps us answer that question. All right, and the Christian worldview can best be described with these four key words. And we'll be looking at this next week. And it basically traces the storyline of the Bible. All right, and we can use it in these four words. We can talk about creation, how the story began. It began as good, right? God did not give us a crappy world, right? God saw and it was good. And so when when we think about the fall, right, and it's very easy for us to do this today, is because we are so overwhelmed by the bad, bad, we cannot imagine that there was any good. But the story of the Bible reminds us that anything bad that we see is a perversion, a privation, a distortion of the good, all right? Evil is a parasite. It it, It doesn't have any power in its own. All it can do is take the good and twist it, right? But we get that as a story from the Bible. So when we talk about creation, we talk about how how it began. It began as a good creation, how it went bad, right, the fall, right? And and that is not just simply what happened, right? When, When God meets Adam and Eve, he didn't ask, hey, what happened? He asked, what have you done, right? In other words, when we sin, we sinned in Adam, right? We are not just suffering the effects of the fall. We are the rebels in the garden, along with Adam and Eve, right? And so for us to be, able to, to be able to have that, we get that from our, from our gospel in four chapters. But that's not the end of the story. We also have the story of redemption, right? That God did not leave us in that state, but enacted a plan in Christ to redeem, right? And this is why when we talk about what is it, what the rewords, renewal, rescue, right? We get that from our big story because that's what Jesus did. That's what God did, right? And we, and we, and we follow his lead, right? And then, we, and, then, and then after that, we ask the question, well, where is, where is this story going? How will it end, right? All good stories have an end, right? The question is, what is that end? Where is it going? Should I be optimistic? Should I be pessimistic? Right? Is it something to look forward to? Is it something to long for? Is it something to be afraid of? That's what we call restoration or consummation at the end. Creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Those are gonna be the four parts of our chapter, of our, the four chapters of our big story, the big Christian story that, 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 that helps us make sense of that. And that's what we'll be talking about next week. And hopefully in the next weeks after that, we'll take each example of this, right? We'll look at postmodernism, and then we'll also look at new spirituality, sort of that Eastern worldview, and we'll look at those things as well. Um, to kind of help us gain some tools for interpreting those, that information. All right, questions and comments before we, before we close. Sorry, it's a little bit short today, but. Uh... You all that? <laughs> really, you need me to repeat it? Oh, my. Um... Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I mean, I think, I think everybody needs to be, are you asking if we need to know what's going on out there? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, you know, I think, I think there are, and, and when, when we get to the third part, we'll talk about it, right, in terms of, there are, you know, when we talk about, is everything redeemable, right? Is that, are there some things that Christians should stay away from, right? I would say yes. Right, I think there are there, there, there are some things that we that, that we that we would that we would reject, right? Not and, and 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 the question is on what basis, right? There are some things that we can receive, and I can say there are some things that we can redeem. Right. So and and I think we are and what what we need is we need to we need to build some discernment, because I think what happens is we either want to lock the doors or we want to throw it wide open. And so for us, is the, 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 the wisdom that we need to develop, and I think that's why it's always a wisdom issue, is how can we be wise? How can we be in the world, but not of the world, right? And so I think, I, I think there are some things to say, you know what, that's not good, that's not good for me. Right, some things are just not good, right? Some things are good for, okay for some, but not okay for others. Um, but but I think that's that that's the that's the part that I think that we need to sort of develop some tools. Because I think it's easier to either just say, let's close off everything or let's just open everything. It's very hard to sort of ask, can I how, how can I be discerning in this? Now, do you, think that, sort of, you want to be empowered? That's right. Yeah. And I and I would actually argue it's actually that's not the, that's actually on the other the other side of conceding to the, the culture. In other words, what what you're saying is it, it, it's sort of almost a low view of the sovereignty of God. Yes. Or to think of the fact that God is the one in charge. Um, right, in other words, if, if for whatever reason, if, the, if, we, if we feel that, uh, you know, it's the, you know, unless blank, Christians will, Christians will not succeed. <laughs> or Christians will not thrive, right? Whatever you put in that blank, kind of kind of is a is a good litmus test of what of what is sort of central to our kingdom identity right so if we say unless a certain political power pa- pa- party is in power or unless certain certain criteria certain moral issues are not dealt with right if if what if if and i think what happens is if we then we are saying then we sort of saying we're off right because we're saying we is God not in charge of the world still? <laughs> right? And and somehow we need to we need to have a, a good way of being able to do that because how how do we sort of pray for those things? How do we pursue for righteousness and justice and those sort of things? And at the same time at the same time know that there is a that, that God's plan is moving forward. That's hard. Right? It's one it's it's good to care or not care. Right, it's hard, It's harder to sort of be in sort of in, in, in those two in, in that too. And I think that's a part that we need discernment, right? How do we care well? Um, I know we're out of time here, but but and this might be helpful. I don't know if it's helpful, but a lot of times when we think about our Christian identity, we think about it in a very particular sense based on where we live, like say in North America, or the United States. Consider your brothers and sisters in other parts of the country asking the same question. Right. Ask, ask the question about the Iraqi Christian, or the Iranian Christian, right? Or the Christian in China, right? Ask, how would they characterize kingdom advancement there? Because, and this is the thing, right? In some sense, I should find resonance more with that than a lot of what's going on here, <laughs> because that's those are, my, those, those, are my, those are my people, right? Those are, those are my kingdom people, right? Those are part of God's family, right? Those are my brothers and sisters, right? Would you resonate more with your non-believing Jew or would you resonate more with your, your, your Christian Arab person? Right? It's a good question, right? Who do we have affinity with? Right? I think that kind of reveals our kingdom identity. Let me pray. We're out of time. Father, we thank you again, Lord, for our, as our, in, our, in our study together. Father, I pray, Lord, that as we learn, as we, um, as we kind of uh, figure out how best to um, relate to the world. Lord, it's not easy. Um, it's, it's hard. And there's so much of the world in us. Um, and so we need help. Uh, We need help not just to develop tools like these, but we need your Holy Spirit, uh, Lord, to continue to renew us after the image of Christ. We thank you that you have not left us alone, and we thank you that your spirit is at work. And so uh, we trust that you will continue to do good work. You You who started it, you will finish it, and we look forward to that. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.